Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It is the CHGO Cubs podcast, proudly presented by PointsBet. And use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Don't forget to hit the like button for us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. Make sure you give us a five-star review because if you don't, we're going to be very, very disappointed. I'm Luke Suckmeyer. Welcome to the very first podcast we're having here out in the West Loop. Going to introduce the crew. Cody Del Mendo is the man with the shiny Jordans. Now, those are some sick kicks for show number one. He brought out the good shoes for us. Go all in, Luke. All in. We also call you Cash because he's going to be our points bet expert here on the Cubs podcast. (laughs) Ryan Herrera is going to be our beat writer, right? You're going to be out at the ballpark a lot once we finally get baseball, hopefully, back. We're praying for it. And, Corey Freeman, we want you to talk about your podcast because people already know you from podcasting in Chicago and uh, the Cubs related podcast has a, a loyal following, but it's going to continue. They can just find it here now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Luke. Uh, Brendan will be joining us eventually. He's not going to be here today, but he'll be uh, when we do our regular show and he'll be hopping on like I am with you guys today. And if you're hearing me on the podcast feed, you know, you recognize me. If you're seeing me on video, it's probably the first time. So this is what I look like when we do a podcast. (laughs) It's not not a horror movie. Brendan and I have never done it uh, on video before. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, trying something out. But uh, we're we're very excited and and glad to we kind of introed everything earlier in the week and glad to kind of let everybody find out what we're doing. And we're thrilled to be a part of the team and get talking about the Cubs. We don't, I mean, people might not recognize you visually. We don't recognize you. You came in yesterday, today, fresh haircut <laughs> and a shave. I was like, who's the new guy? What, is he going to do Blackhawks? Who I, is that? I showed everybody a little bit of like the, you know, 2015 Jake Arietta playoff beard yesterday and we're starting clean that's a, today. That's a good so. comparison, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say Castaway, Tom Hanks, but like <laughs> maybe it wasn't that bad. We all, hey, everybody let the hair go a little bit. During the pan, the heart of the pandemic, yeah, no doubt. it was like, how long can you grow your beard? How long can you get your hair? Everybody yeah. did it oh, for I, some period of time. I've got, I went and I figured out the formula. It's like how many days I can let it grow without it looking too bad. Probably about like four or five days. And it's like, you I got to shave it. You get wild like I did. I shaved, but I kept the stash and I'm not a stash guy, mm. but it was just real dirty. Uh, my girlfriend let me keep it for about a week. I got some cool pictures. You guys want to see it after we're done? I don't. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> let's do the back of the baseball card. You know, we talk about the tops card. You get the bubble gum. Cody, how did you end up here? Like your Cubs fandom and also <laughs> your media background that kind of led you this way. Uh, well, so my family, uh, my third generation Cubs fan. My my grandpa was a diehard. Um, unfortunately, didn't get to see 2016, but he was kind of the start. Uh, for me. Uh, so my mom's not a huge sports fan, but grew up a Cubs fan and uh, had my first heartbreak uh, game six NLCS 2003. Uh, let's not talk about why, but you understand if you know, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've been obsessed since then. Um, as far as how I got here, um, I went to Eastern Illinois University and got a journalism degree and Wrote for a bunch of different publications after college, and then I uh, found some really good dudes over at ontapsportsnet.com and uh, ran their Cubs podcast, did some written content, and somehow, some way, people started to see me and care what I had to say. So next thing I know, I'm here. Uh, it's great to be here. I, it's still surreal. Uh, this is a dream come true. Uh, Luke. I watched you on TV for 15 years, and now I'm doing this with you. Uh, it's wild, like caps, W-I-L-D. I, I can't believe that I'm sitting here with all these people in this insane like room building, whatever you want to call it, and talking about the Cubs and getting paid to do it. This is awesome. And it's a cool setup, right? Like yeah. all of it's fun. Like I think we all just kind of met within the last week. We're starting. I feel like we got a little family thing going. We got a you know good mesh of guys, and it's going to be 70 in Chicago this weekend. Like, it doesn't get much better than that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, no. Yeah. How did you end up here, Ryan? You're going to be our guy out at the ballpark talking to the players in the clubhouse, uh, writing articles about what's really going on at the ballpark. How did you end up sitting next to us today? Um, so, I mean, you take it back. You know, my, my dad's the biggest Cubs fan I know. My whole family's basically been Cubs fans since I can remember. Um, I have the, some kind of, like, young memories of – of 03 I was seven so it's like 
those are starting to fade. Um, but like my earliest and probably my best Cubs memory was uh, uh, September 27th, 2006. Henry Blanco, who just for no reason was one of my favorite yeah, players. Um, he he walked off against the Brewers walk off single. I think Freddie Bynum might have been on second base or something. Uh, but he had a walk off single. Real names Bynum. Going Freddie Bynum, Freddie Bynum. Last from the past. day one, we're talking Freddie Bynum. Wow, last from the past. Um, he made it, baby. And he uh, he walked it off. <laughs> it was my tenth birthday actually, so it was just like it was like the coolest birthday present I could have asked for. And just from there, you know, Cubs fandom took off. But uh, I went to Mizzou. For school, uh, you know, M-I-Z, hopefully someone out there says Z-O-U back, but I uh, went there, you know, we hype up our J school, but it's a lot of fun, and, and it got me a lot of connections, so when I got out of school, uh, did a couple things, worked for MLB.com last year, and, uh, you know, I was at Wrigley a lot, I was on the south side a lot, I drove up to Milwaukee a few times, you know, made connections that way, and just like, you know, got, gained a little bit of a following on Twitter, next thing I know, a few weeks ago, Kevin's texting me saying, hey, I'm Kevin. Uh, you want to you mind get on a phone call, do this, and then, you know, a few weeks later, here we are sitting next to Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody, and, uh, and Corey, and, and having a lot of fun. They're like, yeah, Luke Stuckmeyer's going to be on. And you're like, well, I'm going to think about it and get back to you. <laughs> Corey, Corey, you not only have a baseball background of a different form, but I listened to your podcast, and you started it on the floor of your apartment? Yeah. So uh, I worked in, in baseball for like six years, started at the University of Michigan. We're doing college plugs. I'm going to yeah. be the Michigan guy and, and obnoxious about it. So you guys can look forward to that. Um, worked for their team. I did some video in the Arizona Summer League, spent a summer in the Dominican Republic. Uh, then did a couple internships in the front office, like directly baseball operations for the Yankees and the Dodgers. Got out of that and was just kind of itching to – keep doing something in baseball. I was going to Wrigley Field. 2015 was a great year for the Cubs. So I was able to enjoy that, but I still like needed a little something else. And uh, Brendan, who again, will be on when we do our regular show, you'll see here just the two of us, but we're both going to intermix here. Um, he had posted an article on, I think what was like a blog spot at the time. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore uh, <laughs> about Starlin Castro opening his swing. And I was making a video in iMovie as I read his article. And at first I was like, ah, shoot, you know, somebody beat me to it. I was going to put this on Twitter. And then I just decided to write him. I, I wish I still had the email, but I sent him an email like, hey, like, I see you're doing this blog. Like, do you need any help? Like, I just got out of working in baseball. Do you want to do a podcast, whatever? And then, yeah, like the first couple times we did it, I was on my friend Ryan's apartment in downtown Chicago on the floor uh, with Apple <laughs> headphones and the microphone because that was like the best place the Wi-Fi was. And I, you know, I feel like we're all like pumping Luke's tires, but I'm going to keep doing it. And like, <laughs> come on, I, well, because it's, I, you know, I'm going from there and now I'm in this nice studio. There's cameras. I got this microphone and I'm here with a, a Cubs TV. Guys. But Sh shout you know. out your, your, uh, your friend, Ryan, he, you know, he has a great name, so he must be a great guy. Yes. Good point. Solid point. I know some good Ryans. I, yeah. I was just <laughs> thinking about, like, I can see you on the floor. I, one of the first things I ever did as a kid was listen to DePaul basketball games, and with an old tape recorder, I would record games and go back and play stuff. And I know where you're going. We're going to start the whole thing right now. There's Grandpa Rossi. It's probably Grandpa Stucky. You're all going to be... <laughs> barking up my tree before this thing is over and I'll bring up old time Cubs and you'll be like that was seven decades ago I got it I'm the old guy get off my lawn and I'm going to talk about the old stuff you can talk about it's the new balance. stuff it's balance it is good it's balance, called a, yeah. it's called a mixture my first so wait let me think you had Starlin Castro and your Jerry Maguire moment brought you guys together with Brendan yeah you had Hank White for me it was Dave Kingman because he was from Arlington Heights, where I grew up. And the first game I went to, ever at Wrigley Field, I had my new Little League hat on. I, I was ready to go. And I had just gotten it that, that morning. I walk into Wrigley Field. As I'm walking there, a seagull dumps right on the bill of the hat. So for my entire Little League season, I was the kid with the white and purple splotch on the bill of his they hat. They couldn't get you a new hat? No, this no, was not at that time. They like, uh, barely had enough. This was back just in the after the depression. Okay, so like <laughs> we were lucky like, we had hats at that line, point. But okay. So after that, what happened was I go into the ballpark and I had a penicillin allergy. Back in the day, you had oh, Aaliyah Pula says Grandpa Stucky is the best. So oh. see, I got that going there for me. There you go. Thank you, Aaliyah. New fan. Um, 
I, I walk in the ballpark with my penicillin necklace because my mother thought <laughs> if we leave Arlington Heights, you've got to let people know just in case, you know, you need emergency IV or something. I don't know. So I, I reach back for it and a bee stings me in the, the first time and only time in my life I've ever been stung by a bee. I was hooked for life. I'd been pooped on and stung by a bee and the Cubs lost to the Montreal Expos Throwback. and Alice Valentine. And you I still was couldn't get enough. I still couldn't get enough. They, they reeled, they reeled me in with that beast. I sh- that should have, first of all, I should have known that it was going to be a long time and it took till 2016, but, uh, it was worth the ride, right? Yeah. For everybody. I mean, you, shorter ride for you guys, but like the commute was worth it to get there. Now they try to hopefully do it again, but we got no baseball. That's the biggest problem. We've got, we're three months into a lockout. We've got a team that just dumped all of their core players, except for Wilson Contreras and Kyle Hendricks. And you're looking at a rebuild of some kind. If you don't want to call it a total rebuild, that's fine. Theo's not here anymore. Jed's in charge, as he likes to say, you know. And you've got to find a team that is going to grow into what you hope is another championship-level team. How bad do you feel about this lockout thing right now? In terms of, like, them getting back? Just about the situation where the Cubs are and and you're not getting to prove anything, the young players not being able to jump in and, and develop at this point. At least you'll have some minor league stuff. I think that that's certainly part of it. It's been fun to watch, you know, guys like Brendan Davis out in Arizona and, like, all the coverage of that because that's what we're getting hyped on. And yeah. it's it's cool to see those guys, Owen Casey and, and some of those guys. But I we, we, we actually, Brendan and I talked about this last week. Like, I, at, at the moment, I'm feeling kind of fortunate that this is where the Cubs are because I, I feel like I would be pulling my hair out if they were – if we felt like going into this year, they're going to win the World Series. If you were a White Sox fan right now, yeah. oh, I'd be miserable. It, it's, it's all about timing, and the timing's really bad if you're a good team right now, especially, you know, the White Sox, too. They, they were maybe just at the beginning of that window or not really in 2020, yeah. but you're already dealing with a shortened season. Now you've got another one. Everything's all weird. It's, it's all timing. So part of me is like, yeah, some guys aren't getting a chance right now, but – at least we're not blowing a, a sure thing right now. <laughs> That's that is true. How do you how do you feel about it? Just the the state of the team as you approach, hopefully a short lockout. I mean, once it's three months, it's more than short, but it's it's not impacting a massive stretch of the schedule yet. A state of the team wise, I mean, it's just you know, and the, and the lockout's gonna you know, hurt because we again we don't get to watch these guys in spring training that would have started this week, something like that. Yeah. Um, the games would have started this next week. Um, state of the team, you know, future looks bright at least, a little bit Brendan Davis, but uh, what, as far as what they're going to put out there on Wrig- at Wrigley Field, I just – I don't know. I, can Frank Schwindel do it again? Can he can he maintain the Schwindy city? I don't know that, and I, I, I'm curious to find out if he does. Um, well, similarly to you guys, I mean, yeah, the team, it's up – up in the air, you don't know. I am excited. We'll have a minor league season, so we'll at least get to see, like, who we think will probably be part of the next, like, deep run Cubs, you know. Uh, you know, like guys like Pete Crow Armstrong and James Triantos and, you know, even Brennan Davis will probably be part of that. He's that good. At least that's what all the scouts say. I want to believe the scouts. I'm, I'm not some expert. Let's be real here. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a handful of other guys. As far as myself, though, like, as a, just like a Cubs fan or a fan of baseball – um, I mean, some people don't like April games, but I like going to April games, like just because it's cheap. <laughs> it's cheap to go when it's thirty uh, degrees out. And I you're mean, miserable there's on the there's there's a lot of like you know there's some factors in there, but like there's just nothing like going and sitting in left field and yelling right field sucks the other side of the, the other side of the field. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like just just all the things that I love doing at, at Wrigley Field. Like that's to me like team aside and what we're expecting, all that, like, the more games we lose, the more games that I don't get to at least have the opportunity to go do that. And is, that, that's, that sucks. Is that your spot, the bleachers? You I love prefer left to field. take a game in in the bleachers. I love left field, and I love, like, the, the like, 304, 306 area on the first base side. What, yeah. When they go back and, like, sweep the bleachers after games and stuff, they, like, yeah. find Cody hiding under that because he's, he's trying to he's trying I do to have there. an Instagram picture out there that says, bury me here when I'm gone, and I'm, like, in the left field bleachers, so, 
you know. And I'm gonna guess you're not wearing the Jordans. No, no. To the bleachers nah. or Wrigley Field. I did wear Never. I did wear my uh, <laughs> baby blue uh, University blue uh, Jordan once to the bleachers a few times last year, but that was when uh, capacity was not nearly as large, so I wasn't around so many people. So I felt safe, and I I knew that I was gonna have to get up early the next day, so you know was not as wild as one might say. <laughs> um, <laughs> you are going to be our, you know, PointsBet is one of our proud sponsors, and you're going to be kind of our gambling guy because I was with you last night. We were here working on things in, in the building, and he's watching the Bulls game, and he's worried that the second half is starting. He's got to get his wager in, and I'm like, oh, my God, we've, we've got a guy whose hand's going to be shaking when it's time to, you know. <laughs> a little scratch. Yeah, he's got he's to get going. He was worried about everything. Um, if you were Vegas right now, Cody, where would you put opening day? Where do you think that's going to happen? Luke, b- before we get to that, I want to get to that. Okay. I want to tell you about our great friends at PointsBet. Nice. They're the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. We're most excited for PointsBet's new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. Uh, for the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more, you can boost your live game sorry, same-game parlays as well. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And starting tomorrow, which if my girlfriend's listening – Please sign up. That way we can use your account, too. <laughs> that was well done. Starting tomorrow, online signups are available in Illinois. Uh, so you can download the PointsBet app today and register your account from start to finish, all on, from your phone. Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Check out the link in the description below. Use code CHGO. To get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars, once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Wow. Well, you know that. Well done. Applause. Because I didn't want to have to haul out the old man readers to go through that whole thing. That I, very I, I, I rise done. to the occasion, Luke. I sometimes some of us just built different. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. What? Uh, so back to the question then. Okay. If you had to pick a date. For opening day, when do the Cubs and other teams start playing real baseball? Not spring training. When will opening day be? Um, right now, based off, like, what I've seen from, like, the major national reporters who are really deep in on it, I would say that opening day, the latest I would see it starting would be the end of June. The earliest would be... June 1st. I, I feel like we're going to lose two months. Oh, wow. There's the schedule. You see, you've already missed the first two series of the season, the Reds and the Cardinals. So you're missing six games. And I look at the rest of that month of April, and you see a slew of games against the Pirates. You cannot afford to lose those games. You want those games. You yeah. want those games badly. Oh, yeah. I guess the flip side is they do play the Brewers some here coming up in, in the month, and there's a series – against the Rays, but uh, if you're the Cubs and you're trying to compete and be competitive and make whatever field, playoff field this is going to be this year, how many teams, I want to play the Pirates as many times as possible, and that goes for any year of Cubs baseball, except for maybe Willie Stargell days. You, you want those games against the Pirates. If they're, uh, you know, it, we'll see what happens with the CBA. If they're yeah. trying to be at the bottom of the league, though, maybe we don't want those games of the Pirates. Kind of yeah. depends on how that all works, but... Uh, any part of that month that you I, I agree I think the first month of the season is probably gone mm-hmm. I'll be shocked if they play the first month of the season and first of all I, I feel bad for I feel bad for the workers at the ballpark you know the, the guys that are you know check the tickets sell the beer mm-hmm. uh, my my favorite beer vendor I'm gonna miss my favorite you know guy that Keith at the top of the press box that mm-hmm. lets you in good guy. Um, you know, there's people that depend on the money of the ballpark and careers to keep this thing going, not just the players. I don't know too many people that are on the side of the, of the owners on this one. I really don't. I, I understand everybody's trying to make money. That's what it's all about. But I don't know too many people that are siding with 
Manfred or the owners? Yeah, I mean, everything I've seen from from you know on Twitter or just even like national writers, you look at some of the ESPN guys or, or what have you. They're most most like almost universally it seems is like everyone's yeah. on the player side, no matter what you know, propaganda or PR or whatever was put out uh, right at the end of the negotiation that at that deadline. Um, but it just felt like everyone just kind of saw through it and like everyone's still on the player side, and that. I, I, again, like you said, I get it. You know, the, the ultimate goal is like to make money. Yeah. Um, but at the expense of, of hurting a lot more people, it, it, it just, you know, it, it's un-American. I mean, the owners have money. I, I do not, I, I don't buy that it's, the pandemic to me is a bit of an excuse for a large ownership group to say, yes, they didn't make money that year, but in general, their franchises are worth a lot of money. And I know you have to have money to operate the franchise, but I do believe if they play this season, they're going to make their money. Now, Jason Hayward and a lot of the players have been firing out, and we've seen just this week Jay Hay go on Twitter and kind of go out there and say, listen, we understand what's going on. They know exactly, bottom line, they know the amount of games they need to play in order to profit, and they view that first month of the season as debt. Season delayed equals they meet their goals. Part of what he's talking about is, you mentioned the April games. It's freezing at Wrigley Field. Other than opening day, it's a sprinkling of fans usually in the, that first month of the season. They know they're not going to make, they make their money at the end of the season and in the postseason is where you really make it. I get his point a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's sort of clear in the way that they took three months to sit down. There, Somebody asked Manfred in his, uh, or as Marcus Roman calls him, man clown, in his press conference the other day, like, when, why did it take so long? Yeah. And his answer was only that, well, we've been here for the last 10 days, and we've been really trying. And he didn't, that doesn't answer the question. Yeah. It's like, well, what about he the last couple it. months? Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's pretty clear that this is the thing. I was actually wondering, like, I would think that Tom and the Cubs might be one of the few teams that do care about missing these April games. They got a lot of investments in that they area, do. and the Cubs game day gate in terms of everything around the stadium is probably higher than the Pirates or, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think that uh, going back to, you know, like the date, I think we're looking at at least May 1st. I think that first month just seems out. And they were talking uh, in the last day or two that there was the report. I I'm, I can't remember all four of the teams, but they, they don't even have an agreement within the owners. Uh, I think it was the Diamondbacks, the Tigers, the Reds, and somebody else. I'm just going to guess the Pirates. I, we just, yeah. We're just trashing the Pirates on this episode, which is good. <laughs> but um, they, they voted against the luxury tax raise. So they're not even in agreement on the proposal that they sent on those last days within their own ranks. So it just, you know, they've got, uh, depending on who you read, the gap is not too big or it's kind of big on some of the issues but when you see some teams are not even aligned within their own side because it seems like right. the players are united right the players want a, a better future for the younger guys they want everybody making more money a fairer shake doesn't seem like the owners feel that way and you've got a team like the Diamondbacks who never spend at the luxury tax but they don't want you know the Mets or the Dodgers doing it either because they don't want you know too big of a competitive disadvantage so how that gets settled I have no idea I don't think um, it was the Angels. The Angels. We're going to well, say it was the Pirates. Yeah, Stick with the Pirates. the Pirates anyway. Uh, facts are pirates not important. Were team, they, they pirates were team matter. number five. This is a podcast. They it don't the spend any money anyway, yeah, so it, it doesn't matter. always the Pirates. Yeah. To let the facts get in the way of a good story. Anybody, that's <laughs> exactly. a key to what we're doing here. Uh, when you talk about Rob Manfred and he's had some really bad looks, the kid looking over the wall as he's smiling, talking about canceling games – the golf swing photo, oh, yeah. oh man, what a disaster. Practicing his backswing while they're getting ready to cancel games. Is there a less popular leader for a sport right now? I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of them are unpopular, but he's, yeah. he's climbing that list real quickly. I'd, I, I'd say at like this very moment for like a specific sports fan base, he's probably in like he's that most hated by like the Fan base because you have not Rod just the fans, the players the fan can't players, stand them. But like, I mean, you have Goodell in the NFL, and that's just like every year is the yeah, same thing over right. and over again. But like at this moment, 
like Manfred's number one. Like that, he's enemy number one to just baseball. The thing with Goodell is that he's just very inconsistent with like all these punishments that he's given to all the NFL players and stuff, and that leads to fans and whoever else like criticizing the NFL. You know, examples like CTE and you know punishments on off the field issues that we are happy to not get into today. But when it comes to Manfred, it's like this guy clearly looks like he could just care less about the actual product that we're, that people are into. We're talking about America's pastime, and this guy could just give, like, he could care less. People and, don't like Goodell, but the NFL's in a great spot. Right. People like, don't people like Manfred, watching, and the baseball's yeah. not in a good spot. Well, that's, no. that's the thing is what happens when they come back. Like, the people that are watching and listening to this podcast – are going to be there. They're, oh, yeah. We know the diehard fans are out there, and that's who we want to join in on this conversation. That's kind of the idea of what we're, we're doing at CHGO is going and communicating with the fans, not talking down to the fans. We're trying to have a conversation, we, it, almost like a party scenario. We want everybody, once this really gets going, we want to meet you out at, the, at Wrigley Field. We want to meet you out at the – Wrigleyville Taverns. We want you to chime in on, you know, everything we're doing, whether it's watching on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching what we're doing, those people will be there. Yeah. But what about the fringe fan that only goes to one game every couple of years and now you're asking them the average ticket price is 60 bucks at Wrigley Field? And if there isn't baseball for a while and we've had two kind of weird seasons with a pandemic... And you just traded it. Like, what happens to baseball? What happens to the Cubs? Will it be the same? Because Sammy Sosa is not walking through that door to wave the American flag and run around the outfield and bring it back. It's it's different this time around than it was in '94 when they had the lockout. That's that's kind of what I've been saying. Is like they don't have a Cal Ripken chasing the mm-hmm. the, the consecutive games played record. They don't have Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. They're they're not going on uh, on a chase for the home run title anymore. It's like. I look out there. I'm like, what? Like, what's Even what can save baseball national? Last year they did in Shohei Otani, and they don't know how to promote it. And yeah. if you ask people who don't live in LA or who aren't like diehard baseball fans, I'm not even sure they know who he is. Yeah. Well, that's the other problem. Well, baseball has some problems that they have to figure out. But obviously, a lot of people like to talk about. Listen, a, a younger generation, kids. It's not, you know, the arguments, it's not fast enough, there's not enough action, uh, all those things they're trying to figure out. But when you look at just baseball in general, they've, they've got to figure out a lot of different parts of the game to make young kids and the next generation want to like this sport. I don't, I'm not saying the sport's going away, but they've got an uphill climb in, in some battles right now where attention span is... 15 minutes tops, less than that. Five minutes tops, like it, it's quick. And, and you, you lose you to Netflix, you lose it to CHGO, you lose it to another CHGO podcast, you lose to anything out there. Yeah. I mean, I think they're playing a real dangerous game. I do. I think the owners are they're making a bad call if they let this go past in one month. I agree. I, I think that there's, you know, when I said June, it was kind of like, I feel that that's giving a little, like it might be a little too rushed to to believe that, but at the same time, I'm thinking about the players, and the players have gone this long, and if they're if they're okay with missing even the first two series, it's like, I I feel like they're the players are in for the long haul. Hold out, yeah, get what you want, and and I don't I don't blame the players for doing as much as like a fan and of baseball and everything that I want to be able to go to games and stuff like that. When you're not happy at your job, you try to find a new one. Well, in their case, like, they're not going to go to Japan or whatever, but they're going to fight for what's right for, for not just them, but the future generations. I support that fully. So it sucks for me and you and everyone else. But at the end of the day, like, the players have been getting screwed for years. Well, Rachel pointed out on the chat that, you know, they're terrible at promoting the game. That is a problem. You have Mike Trout arguably the best player in the game. And if you compare him to the best player in other sports around the league, the average Joe on the street might not be able to pick him out of a lineup. Whereas, I don't, Steph Curry, LeBron James, 
Patrick Mahomes, whoever you want to, you could pick him out of a lineup. Like they don't do it. And he's not someone that necessarily wants the attention, but you have, you've got to find a way to do a better job promoting the best player in your league. I mean, remember when, um, didn't Bryce Harper post like a photo or something of, he like took a selfie and was like, I guess the caption was like, this kid behind me didn't know who I was or something like that. This was like, I feel like this was like five, six years ago. So I, don't, I wouldn't blame you if you don't remember, but I feel like this was a thing. He was like at the grocery store. And we're Certainly talking about it. I wouldn't surprise you. Yeah, this is saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised and this is Bryce it. Harper we're talking about. This guy is one of the more animated baseball players out there. Right. And controversial in terms of just like, you know, there's a lot of fans who really love him, and there's a lot of fans who don't like him as well. So, again, I don't know if any if anyone in the comments knows that. Let us know. But I, I, I think it was Bryce Harper at least. So. Oh, wow. So, yeah, if so you guys Bronny, can hear that, that's crazy. Like, we heard uh, Bronny James Jr. has, what, si- almost six more? Six million? Uh, has 6.1 million followers on Twitter, on Instagram, and Mike Trout has 1.9. Now, and you said arguably the best player in baseball, arguably a top 30 all-time player right, in baseball, right. has 1.9 million followers on Instagram, and a 15-year-old has more <laughs> followers on Instagram. I don't care who his dad is. That's bad. That's bad. I will say for, for Bronny, he has more followers than this entire network combined. Yeah. But he's he's going to be the next big thing, and people are already talking about him 15. What? We're not going there yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just – I also think this is going to drag on for a long time because the players signed a bad deal the last time around, and they realized it. That's why Chris Bryant's time was manipulated. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame any of that on teams that were doing it because you signed the deal. So it took players maybe to look at that and be like, whoa, we got really screwed on that last deal. We've got to make a point this time. We can't let it happen again. And they're right. They can't let it happen again. They've got to put their foot down and get some things going their way. I understand the argument for everybody else is, well, they're millionaires too. I know, but they're only getting paid what they're worth. If they aren't worth it, they're not getting paid that. So forget about what somebody's making. Is it a fair deal? The last one wasn't, and they signed it anyway. Bad move. Right? Yeah. What's to say? NBA is, Matt says, NBA is driving a Maserati and MLB is driving a DeSoto. <laughs> if, you, if you ask me to look at a DeSoto on the street and or a Pick out a DeSoto on the Couldn't street. Do I don't it. think I could. I don't know what a DeSoto I, is either. I don't, I don't think I could. I don't think I could find one. Old man Luke yeah. does. Yeah. I, I've, yeah I've never had a DeSoto, but I've also never had a Model T Ford. So very similar. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's what we're trying to do. For people that are just joining in and seeing us for the first time today, CHGO, we're going to have podcasts and teams for all the teams in town. We're, we're going to do a lot of the Cubs talk. We're going to have pretty much everything, podcasts, live shows, Every team, every day, we're going to do post-game shows. So when they start playing games, we'll have a post-game show. Some of us will be here. You'll probably be at the ballpark. Join us. Tell us what's been going on, you know, and at, at, the, at the press conference with Grandpa Rossi. We're going to have premium written content. This guy for members and others. Subscribe, all, please. Yeah, AllCHGO.com. Here's my favorite part, and they wrote this out for me. Dope merchandise. I'm sorry. Dope merch for (laughs) all the teams. Say it one more time. Did I say that correctly? Do do the kids know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Kids, we're going to have dope merch for all the teams. Clip it. Put it on social media. That means a free shirt when you become a member. The members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. What? Oh, I had one of those back in the day, the members only Jack. And they're making a comeback. You know what we're talking Members about? Members only? Yeah, they were the jackets that had, like, the little flap and the buttons up on the shoulders, and the collar was, like, real tiny around the neck. Yeah. It was, uh, was it, I, I can't say that it was cool. Parachute pants were a bad look, too. <laughs> I think but it's the title of a really great episode of The Sopranos, too, but separate discussion. Sopranos. I, you know, I just started uh, re-watching that, by the way, for the first time. I was like, I've seen it but now I'm going back and rewatching the whole thing. Well, there's no baseball, so you have all the time in, your, in, the, in the world to yeah, watch whatever you want. You download our podcast, you listen to it four or five times at night, and then you watch an episode of The Sopranos 
and, and you feel good about it. And I think that goes to the problem we were talking about. You know, now people are finding something else to do. I know there was that a big campaign on Twitter. I think it was March 1st to remember to cancel the MLB TV subscription, yes. which is like, what, 60 bucks a month or something yeah. like that? And, you know, just saying, like, don't give any more money to these owners while this is going on. And, like, you know, just kind of going off that, like, people are going to find other stuff to do. They'll start binging shows. They might check out the, the Bulls, who are having a, a much better season than maybe we're expecting for the Cubs. Do they remember or care to go spend that $60 a month again when they start up? And you don't even know. Right. right? I'm not telling anybody to go do that. You know, I'm not suggesting, hey, go cancel it. But I am saying that, you know, we are offering dope merch for free <laughs> dope at a really good rate right now you know so wherever you place your investments just remember dope merch dope. uh let's talk about what happens after the lockout because i i don't want to i know we're if this goes a month we're going to have to talk about the lockout and the updates and all that i just want to crystal ball it a little bit and talk about when it ends the flurry of activity that will happen for free agency because there's a lot sure the Cubs got Stroman but there's a lot of guys that are still out on the market right now that if you open up spring training camps they're going to be flying off the shelves you're not going to know who's going where teams are going to be adding players so if we're looking at Wrigley reunions this is a constant Cub fan pipe dream <laughs> they just traded away their core players Javi Baez is not coming back He's with the Tigers. So the other guys are still out there. Anthony Rizzo, still available, right? Yep. Chris Bryant, still available. You go down the list, still available, still available. If you had to pick one guy and say, all right, uh, that's who I want back on the Cubs, right? Who would it be? Like, if you're looking at that list, and we'll start with Ryan. If you had to pick somebody and say, that's the guy, and this is why, I would like to see him come back with the Cubs. I've given this a lot of thought in the last five seconds, Luke. Um, <laughs> if I had to pick one player, you know, of the, of the you know, a Wrigley reunion, I think it would have to be Anthony Rizzo. Okay. Um, maybe not the most popular one. I think, uh, you know, I don't know who people want out there. I've seen a lot of Schwarber. I've seen, I've seen other players. But uh, I think Anthony Rizzo is the one that I would uh, definitely take just because – I think he fits in uh, with those four. He fits in best with with what the Cubs have, especially with now we talked about the the universal DH coming to the National League. Yeah, um, that's just like the perfect opportunity because Frank Schwindel doesn't have a Gold Glove out there at first base. Anthony Rizzo does, or at least did until you know. I, I don't. I, I guess we'll see this season, but he yeah he does um, with the Cubs. He did, and you know he has his back issues. He could be a DH. He won't have to be out there playing first base. Every you can platoon those two players. I think you get do really well with both of them. Uh, you know, you have Rizzo at DH, Schwindel at first base. Switch that up the next day. You know, you give you give you, you let Frank Schwindel come off the field every once in a while. You let Rizzo rest his back every once in a while. It's a win-win. Maybe not the most popular reunion people want, but I think that's that's the best one. I do think it gives uh, the new crop of players coming up a year from now, two years from now, someone. To kind of lead them, I think Hayward would probably be that guy and, and David Ross early on if somebody like Brennan Davis makes the roster and is playing early in the season. But I would love to see Rizzo, who took that leadership role and was one of the first guys in the rebuild, I would love to see him kind of carry that over a little bit into the next generation. I think uh, Jose Abreu did a great job of it with the White Sox, a perfect example of somebody who maybe isn't um, – on the up, although Jose Bray is still playing really good baseball, but like somebody that at the back end of his career can still be productive on the field. You have some flexibility with him and the other players and young players will look up to him. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I think I, I like your pick. I also brought this together because I wanted to see those little headshots that we had pull it. Eric spent a lot of time making those graphics in the last couple of days and we thought we better get those babies up. So Cody, who would you pick if you had to have your reunion and you had to pick a guy who would be your former Cub hero that you would like to see back with this team Man. as a free agent on, you know, a two-year deal, yeah. a three-year deal? Um, well, I don't think he's going to take a two- or a three-year deal, but uh, he's someone that I think 
makes a lot of sense in certain aspects, but and my my good buddy Ron Luce, uh, if he's in the chat, shout out to you, buddy. Um, he'd love, and I would love, if Nick Castellanos made a comeback Ooh. to the North Side. Big stick, Nick. This guy was incredible in the second half of 2019. And honestly, it's a shame that the Cubs didn't bring him back. Um, cried poor and then let him go to the Reds and let him beat up, beat up on us for two seasons. Um, I He will cost more money than anyone else. Um, his defense is not nearly as good as other people. I mean, obviously, he, the way that the Cubs would probably use him is more of a DH but would probably play right field on days they would give – you know, Jason Hayward or Clint Frazier a day off. Um, but this guy's one of the best hitters in the National League last year. Um, I don't if, – if, if the Cubs are going to sign Marcus Stroman, you got to keep going. Like, signing Marcus Stroman and then not really do anything after that doesn't really make sense except that you're just trying to get people talking or a little excited only to sell off again later this coming season. I don't want to believe that's going to happen. So – uh, I'm all in. Nick Castellanos, bring him back, short pants, do some bat flips. Oh, man. Do you think it's going to happen, though? Because my opinion is none of those guys are ever I, coming I, back. I th- out of all the ones that we're going to mention, I would say that Castellanos is the biggest, like, one that's not going to happen. Yeah. But never say never. He's still out there. I mean, reunions don't work out very well. Getting back together doesn't work out very well, and reunions don't work out very well. Jake. I was going to say, Jake Arrieta was great last year. Cassianos yeah. didn't leave like on bad start. terms, though. No. You know what I Even, mean? I, you know, I don't think any of those guys wanted to be traded away. Right. Um, I just think when they come back to a team, I'm trying to think of a player that successfully went back to his team and was just as good as he was the first time around. And I, it, one doesn't even come to him, not in Cubs history that I can think of. Rhino left, came back, was good. Um, but I can't think of somebody that was traded away, came back, and was super successful. LeBron James is the only one I can yeah, think of. Yeah, LeBron. <laughs> uh, that's it. Who would, who would your guy be in? Your pipe dream, your fantasy reunion at Wrigley Field. Yeah, it's uh, Christopher Lee Bryant. Uh, and I think, you know, it, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to get some good offers. Probably, yeah, what, you know, what are you hearing? Now? Like, we hear... Seattle is that a team? Seattle, yeah, I, and I mean that makes a lot of sense. They're like on the cusp of kind of being a, a more prominent playoff team. He wants to be on the West Coast. His family's in Vegas, so I don't think it's going to happen. But I think for this team, this Cubs roster as it stands right now has a lot of guys that are versatile and not necessarily locked into a position for 162 games. Especially in the outfield, you've got pretty much nobody right now that I would say, like, for sure they're playing every day. Maybe Ian Happ, but he had a really weird season last year. So depends if he looks like the first-half version or the second-half version. And I think you can play KB at third. You can let Wisdom play third. You can move KB to the outfield. KB has spelled Rizzo at first base a bunch. And between that and and the use of the DH, like, you've already got Nico. We don't know where he's going to play, if he's going to play every day. Nick Madrigal could be at second, could DH. We're already talking about, you know, is Frank playing every day? Like, there, there's all kinds of questions. I think being able to plug Chris Bryant in to multiple positions, especially because we've seen him now in Chicago and San Francisco play all of the outfield position. You right. can throw him in center field if you yeah. want. So I think that versatility with the way this roster is constructed would give Ross a lot of flexibility, but I would just expect – you know, he's going to get the money from a team that's trying to win right now and, you know, capitalize on where he is. I only push back on that a little bit because I don't want to get into the era of positionless baseball. We already sure, got that yeah. in basketball. It's, we no, it, it's baseball. a... Oh. It's, we, want guys play, we want Chris Bryant playing third base every day. It's one of those things where, like, so, some of those players, it's a good thing, you know, that you have that versatility. You think about, like, Ben Zobrist, right, in, in 2016 and the years he was here. Yeah, the yeah. ability to play him anywhere and play him every day was huge for Joe Madden. But, like, if you bring in KB, you've already got a few of those guys. You're kind of building a whole roster like that. So I see what you're saying, where it's like, okay, you do want some guys that are, like, Good at just set. one thing. Yeah. Right? right. They can do just right. the one thing really, really well. I do I, – so the flexibility point makes some sense. 
I'm surprised nobody went Schwarber just based on what his season was like last year. I think he's going to have a lot, especially with DH coming back to the National League. I would love to see Kyle Schwarber back in a Cubs uniform. And no player on that 2016 team, despite the fact that you had an MVP, despite the fact that Javi was making great plays, for me personally, Schwarber was like the story of that World Series run. Like him coming back like the natural or something, you know, with his bat over his shoulder. It was unbelievable when he showed up at the World Series and actually delivered without playing at all coming off an ACL injury. I still think his ceiling as a hitter is to come. I think he's still going to get there. And I think he was showing that before he got hurt last season. So for me, man, I'd like to see Schwarbino back in a Cubs uniform. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I think he's going to be way too expensive for them. I think that he's, out of all the ones we mentioned, he's the one who makes the most sense because the Cubs need a power lefty bat. And as much as I'd love Rizzo and he makes so much more sense too, Schwarber's a little bit younger, hasn't hit it. I mean, hit, last year was technically a breakout year for him. I mean, he was playing left field DH and then even played some first base for the Red Sox in the postseason, so yeah. not just some random game in a blowout or something. Yeah. Like, he was playing important innings at first base. He actually makes the most sense, and I'm, I'm like, I'm with you, Luke. Um, but you said pipe dream, so we're going to cast I did, and, <laughs> and I will say, like, you know, he was hitting home runs at a laughable rate, like – I don't know anybody that's going to continue that, but he was so locked in. And it was, for me, out of the guys that were, that left early, were traded away, signed somewhere, that one hurt the most because it was like he was really delivering for a team. Mm-hmm. And when, when he came up from Indiana, I always thought he was going to be, I thought all those guys were going to be Cubs forever. If you would have told me in 2016 that it was going to fall apart that quickly, would, any, would anybody here have believed that after no. the World Series if you would have said they're all going to be gone by 2022? Uh, Except for Hendricks, Contreras, and Hayward. Now, we have two bobbleheads with the World Series there. If you had asked me in 2016, I would have told you there'd be like five on that table. You and know, that, right. like of different, of yeah, different yeah. championships yeah. that they had won. And that's why this exercise kind of bums me out because you just, you got the one, and then you think about it, we're six years later, you only got the one. Right. And those those guys aren't here anymore. Wilson's here. Kyle's here. Jason's Wilson's here for here. now. They keep talking really, about that yeah. too. Yeah, well, we could really dive into like why they didn't win another one because I think there's at least five really good reasons. But I mean, depends how miserable we want to be. Too. Yeah, say another like, time. How miserable it's, it's do we want to get? It's long for the launch. Yeah, I thought this was that. a good yeah. way to bring everybody down to reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't sad enough, I was going to sink you into the deepest baseball depression you could get into. Well, we're like we're trying on March fourth. Keep yeah. you not upset that there's no baseball because it might be bad. You know, right. so just some perspective. So I don't know if people understand this or realize this, but one of the reasons we ended up launching today is it's three four. 22, which is Chicago's birthday. What are we, 175, 185? 185. 185. 185. 185. They're almost as old as you. Nice. There it is. There it is. Put a dollar in the jar. (laughs) Ryan's the first guy to pay for my retirement someday. Put a a dollar in there. Uh, I don't know. So it's going to be the birthday of this network. It's the birthday of this city. And I got to thinking... 3422, 3422. Uh, who can you name? Since I did a little, people might know me from Beer Money, the trivia show where you got all kinds mm-hmm. of contestants. You had fun contestants. We had Mike, this guy, poured beer over his head. <laughs> we had Nacho, a guy who was crazy all the time. We had people that were just insane. And then you had savants coming in that were, you were like, oh, like they know way more about sports. So I'm thinking, I want to see what we've got here in this group. Can you name how many number three and number fours can you name in Cubs history? Because I'm terrible at this. Other than a few guys, I'm terrible at this. Trivia is not my strong suit, uh, so I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to do something that the the people who know me from our podcast for the last several years are almost assuredly expecting me to do, and I'm not going to name a three or a four. I'm going to name a three-four and get the first John Lester mention on our new podcast. <laughs> what a cheater. On the air. So we got a cheater on our team. Yeah. That's good to know. Well, David Ross, David Ross, his catcher, wore number three. 
Or where is number three currently? Yeah, let's go back. 34, well, we can do 34 and 22 pretty quickly, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all know John Lester. John Lester. We all know Carrie okay. Wood, or some people in town still call him Carrie Woods. Because we add an S to everything. Add an S to everything. Carrie Woods is my favorite. Uh, (laughs) 22, Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward. Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor. There's another. Bill Buckner's the other one I can come up with. There's a World Series shortstop I don't want to mention, but he also wore 22 for a little bit there. I might have to get out the readers to see if there's somebody else on that. 34. Yeah. 34 and 22. All right, let's see. 34. I think we've done a pretty good list. Matt Garza. Oh, Carlos Garza. Pena? Pena? Do you know how many interviews Matt Garza ruined for me by like pie in the face for like three months straight? And they were terrible. Oh, it was just the worst. Matt Garza, part of the Chris Archer trade. He said Carlos Pena, too, right? Oh, yeah. He's up there. Let's go. We're getting some some names out mm-hmm. here today, going back to when we started with Freddie Bynum. Wow. Like we're yeah, dropping yeah. some real names Freddie here. Bynum. Here's one. 1966, Frank. I never knew Frank Thomas played for the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the same guy. Sorry, Frank. Nugenics, you know, I can. It could have been. You never know, but, yeah, Frank Thomas, 34. Steve Trout. I forgot Steve Trout. I do remember the lefty, Steve Trout. Ken Patterson, one of the great uh, Cub names, Dick Pohl, Dick was Pohl. 34. Hell of a name. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, that's one of the names that I put like when I'm, when I'm staying gagged. at a hotel and you don't want yeah, people to know you're staying yeah, there. I'm <laughs> signing up for like a, a cell phone with one of those companies just on the side of the street. You're going like, to check Ama- in. Yeah. Amanda hug and kiss or something like that. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> I got a lot of number twos. 22. I don't know any number twos. Number twos. We go. Nico Horner. Nico Horner's number, number two. two. Terrio. Ryan. The Riot. The Riot. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we disavow Ryan Terrio. But, but 22, <laughs> Xavier Nady. Carlos Pena, yep, as yeah. he was called on the radio for many times. Tom Gorzolani. Um, yeah, there's some others in there. So I go back to the original because I think that's the hardest. Three and four. Cubs that have worn three and four. Can anybody at home... Think of three and four. I see right here. Pat is saying number four, Glenn Allen Hill, and oh, the moonshot that hit the building oh. and broke his, the window. His son's in the minors, I think, with the Diamondbacks organization. That stuff. I mean, like I, you know, I'm not that old. I don't think, but that stuff always made. Every time yeah. I see those, you know, it's something junior. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's cool about Glenn Allen Hill? I realized just now looking at this list, he's four and 34. He wore both of those. Oh really? Oh wow. Didn't, we should have had him on. Yeah, we should have tracked him down. Did Kevin Hart wear number twenty-two? Uh, someone, someone, fact check me on that one. I passed the twenty-two. Kevin Hart, and it's not not the five foot. Three <laughs> we're not talking about the comedian. Comedian, who no. Threw out the first Kevin one time. Hart. <laughs> or what he he wore a number. Well, he wore a number, but one of these numbers were worn. <laughs> Kevin, by Kevin Hart, two thousand eight to two thousand nine. Twenty-two. All right. You got Another, it. Right, I got. I got one more for you. Oh, someone yeah, fact check me in the chat. Out of four. Yeah, number four. Okay. Someone fact check me on this one. Billy Williams. This is number unbelievable. Four, this that's a trivia question to remember. Billy Williams wore number four. His rookie year, he was number four. Wow. Another good four Who's the other four? Yeah, I can't even read it. Oh, wow. I, I, never, I was <laughs> never able to say the name, so I'm just going to say <laughs> Fargus. Fargus. There you go. <laughs> I can't try to start saying I can't say it. Uh, number three, legend. wave them home, Wendell Kim. Ooh. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, baby. Eric Patterson, Alan Trammell. Patterson. Um, We're still going forward. Did we say Daniel Eric? No, this, these are three. These are three. Daniel Descalso, good yeah. call on number Shout three. Shout out Joey Ricotta. Yeah. Daniel Murphy. Daniel you're Murphy. Right, you're right. We're, getting, we're missing the we're obvious the number three. Now. By the way, I think four was Don Zimmer, too. Possibly. Number three. Right. That was a hint for somebody here. Number three. Number three. What, Grandpa Stucky? Oh, wait, no. I, I got the wrong one. Grandpa Rossi. I said that earlier. You did say Grandpa Rossi? Uh, yeah. No, no one heard you. We no didn't mean to me. ignore it. We talked it. about okay. the Lester Ross battery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know. Number two, Number two left. left the Cubs and went to the American League and, and hit, hit a bunch of and home hit runs. A home, a and hit Yabos. 
Oh, I, I he I, was number yeah. two on the this Cubs. This is good. This is good. Yep. I would have been terrible at beer money. Is what I'm number learning two, here right and now. He I would have been out right away. He was best friends with Jesse Rogers. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Oh, Tommy Lestella. Oh, three a.m. That's a good one. Oh, Tommy Lestella. All right. Uh, I don't pay enough attention to numbers. Is apparently no, something I'm, I'm learning. I'm terrible at. You know? That's why I like to do this. Like I can I, do the big guys, 44, 17, stuff like that. But things you will find on this podcast, stuff like this, occasionally some trivia questions. Uh, we'll play some games. We'll do some drafts. What you won't find is some goofball giving their Wordle score for the day. That I can promise you. I will never give my Wordle score. I'll you're never. Give, you're trying to show per, two tries today. <laughs> The letter was jerk, J-E-R-K. No, no, it's a, um, what did we have? Number three, Rossi, but there was, oh, Jeremy Burnitz was the one I thought. Oh, oh Jeremy man. Burnitz. Remember when he got in the, he started the brawl? Wasn't he part of a brawl? Yes. Yeah. Like 2000. I don't remember the scenario around it, but he definitely was. He was part of a brawl. Yes. Yeah, that's all I know. I don't Fun remember fact. the team, but he was part of a brawl. Fun fact, I wore number three. In 2008, when my Little League team won, and I was in the Cubs, and we won the championship. <laughs> really? And I thought, you know what? This is a sign. What did you play? Uh, position? What position? Yeah. I played everything. I was, I was that good. He uh, was versatile. Yeah, exactly. I was, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Is it versatile or Perfect versatile? Perfect for this. Yeah. 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 Say it as code for left is, out. Position of but, baseball. But I thought, you know, it was, I was in the Cubs. We won the championship. And it was 2008, the hundred year anniversary. I'm like, the Cubs are winning it all. Close. And then what? They went like 97 games that year, and then 98, choked. Yeah. 98, yeah. and choked. So whatever. But James Loney, I was also Slam. number three. Uh, Cubs legend. I'll never forget Cesar Ryan Dempster for that. But Cesar Harris, I remember him. I mean, the 08 loss for me was one of the toughest losses because I thought that team really was the best team in the National League, yeah. and they just could not hit in the postseason. They just did not show up. Uh, that's enough of the negative. Let's go back. <laughs> we have plenty had, of time for that. Hey, we've had a good time. I think today was just kind of about letting the viewers get to know us. Yeah. Kind of describing what we're going to be doing, podcasts, live events. What about merch? Dope, dope merch. Dope merch for sale. No less Again, want to point that out. CHGO, you can find it there. And by the way, some of the shirts are already up there. Dope. I don't know if I would use the word dope, but they are pretty cool shirts. Like, and apparently yeah. also comfortable. So we'll be wearing some of the swag. And if uh, you subscribe, swags. you can uh, get a free one. Yeah, you get a free one. Free t-shirts. Right, that's free different. dope merch. And yeah, I looked at dope. Brandon, our boss over there, and he's like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to have lots of free swag. So <laughs> oh, we're yeah. holding them to that. He also, by the way, stocked our refrigerator with beer on day one. Oh, yeah. Three one twos. Little Coors Light That's actions. a pretty cool Stella job. Artois. Yeah. Dope, dope, AF. dope, AF, AF. Is what the kids say. Yeah, Hell that's yeah, for brother. sure. Uh, what would we like if we have a special request for Brandon? You know, coming back on Monday. You know, week two we start up. Do right donuts wouldn't hurt when we showed up on. I'm just gonna throw that. I mean, that's not a heavy. Making request, my hair is it? stand up there, Luke. That. <laughs> the Italian beefs were good. I, I do want to point out, and I know if, don't know if the other teams know this, but I was in on some background information. I did hear we're going to start to have Massage Monday where he's going to have masseuses come in when we come. Make sure we're loosened up from a tough weekend. Let's go. And so, like, that's kind of nice. Massage Envy maybe is a sponsor we want to look into. He's, <laughs> he's leaving. That's it. He's, he's heading Adios. out of town. Bye. Take care. Uh, we've had a... Good time. We're going to have more good times. We'll see you on yeah. Monday. It's the CH Joe Cubs podcast. Let's get the lockout solved, and we'll have a lot of fun talking about the Cubs, Wrigley Field, and what we think is the most popular team in baseball. No? Yeah. Sounds like I'm down. down. Plans? I'm down. You're, you're, I'll be you're, here. You're allowing me to come back? Hey, Chicago, what do you say? We'll see you Monday.